If you're looking for a way to help birds or take your support to the next level, this May, I would love for you to join the Birds Canada Birdathon. It's easy to participate in and helps raise thousands of dollars for bird conservation. Learn more at birdscanada.org slash birdathon. Now let's get to the episode. You're listening to The Warblers, a Birds Canada podcast, Minnesota. Welcome to another mini-sode from the Warblers podcast. We've heard you. You want an update on Chewy, the piping plover. And I'm happy to oblige. Uh, if you haven't listened to the last mini-sode about Chewy, it's called Piping Plovers, A Love Story. Make sure you go and listen to that one before this. You'll get the whole juicy background story on Chewy. And I tell you, it's it's good. She's a, a really unique individual that we've come to know and love here in Ontario. But here's the quick refresher. In May of this season, Chewy connected with Miss Howard, another female piping plover. They were out at Darlington Provincial Park, where they nested the year before. Lots of drama that year. Go listen to the mini-sode. This season, lots of drama again. No males showed up on the beach. So Chewy and Miss Howard ended up doing courtship rituals with each other. And both of them actually started laying eggs in the same nest scrape. And then they even incubated them together swapping off back and forth equally like piping plovers do. It was very, very fascinating behavior and possibly the first female-female nesting pair recorded in the species. As many of you know, however, Miss Howard went missing not long after the incubation started, and Chewy abandoned the nest as a result because piping plovers are a team. They don't tend to do it alone. Fortunately for Chewy and for the population of this endangered species, Chewy's nesting season was not finished there. On June 4th, Chewy and a male were observed on Hanlon's Point Beach on the Toronto Islands, which really isn't too much further from Darlington Provincial Park. The two of them wasted no time, and they laid their first egg a week after they were first observed. The male became known as Han. I say Han, you say Han. It's kind of an ode to the name of the beach, but also a Star Wars reference, as you might have guessed. Their nest was a very late season nest. The first egg was laid a full month after our other piping plover nests were initiated. So with late season nests, there's lots of challenges, such as an increase in human disturbance later in the summer. Often there's more heat waves, juvenile galls on the beach in higher numbers, and those juvenile galls can be mighty aggressive. And on top of all that, they laid their eggs pretty close to the water. I was nervous about what the outcome of that nest might be. But we rallied the troops, we got an awesome team of volunteers together, and we set up our nest protections, and against all odds, two out of four of their eggs hatched. And now we're well over 30 days later, and both of those chickies are still alive, they've reached fledging age, and potentially by the time you've listened to this podcast, they may have already migrated. So well done, Chewy and Han. Obviously, we're very excited that Chewy finally got to be a mom. She worked so hard for it over the years. But the funny thing with piping plovers is that the females often leave for migration before the males, so they'll usually stay for the first two or three weeks after the chicks hatch, and then they take off. In this case, it's such a late nest already, Chewy was itching to migrate, so she only stuck around for a week, and then she left poor Han, a first-year dad from Michigan, all on his own to raise those chicks into, into little teenagers. But hey, Chewy had already laid a bunch of eggs this summer. She did a lot of work. I, I don't blame her. You know, she deserved a break. So overall, a happy happy ending for Chewy's breeding season. And for Han, too. It was a good first-year season for him. 
Chewy, like the majority of Great Lakes piping plovers, is uniquely banded with a series of colorful leg bands. We don't have GPS trackers or modus tags on her, so we can't keep track of where she is in real time. We just rely on members of the public reporting sightings of piping plovers. So, I'm going to ask you to keep the story alive. If you want to find out what happens to Chewy, we're going to need you to look for her. want you to share this podcast, share Chewy's story far and wide, so that we can reach people on the beaches across North America and into the Caribbean and get more people keeping an eye out for piping plovers and actually reporting the banded birds when they see them. We actually know relatively little about which stopover sites piping plovers are using during their migration. Learning more about where plovers go, even if it's just a brief stop, can lead to better habitat protection in those areas. So help us out and help a plover out. Report the bands. I will leave a link in the episode description from a great website that has all of the information you need to know what the bands look like, what kind of band combos you might see, and how to report them when you do see these birds. Overall, this has been a great season for Chewy, an even better season for Ontario plovers. We fledged an average of 2.4 fledglings per pair. Our goal is to reach 1.5 fledglings per pair each year, so we absolutely smashed that. And in the Great Lakes even, the, the whole region had an exceptional season. It was the best fledgling success rate across the region since the species was listed as endangered in 1985. It's very, very exciting. We've got lots of new little piping plover fledglings joining the population, and hopefully that'll give us a big boost next year. Big shout out to all the volunteers that helped out with Chewy's Nest and with nest sites across the breeding range. There's an unreal team of people from the volunteers to the researchers. There's municipalities, there's nonprofit groups, there's provincial national parks, state parks. It's incredible the effort that goes into protecting this species. Big thanks to the people who report the banned sightings and also a huge thanks to the beachgoers who share the shores with the plovers each year. Being a respectful, responsible neighbor goes a really long ways for the species. It's an immense effort across the board, and that can't go unrecognized. So thank you to everyone involved. I personally can't wait to see where Chewy pops up next, and of course welcome her back next summer, along with all of those fledglings. The Warblers is a podcast of Birds Canada. Our goal is to bring you the information you need to discover, enjoy, and protect birds. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Birds Canada relies on the support of donors like you. To learn more or to make a donation, visit birdscanada.org. And if you give, please note the podcast in the comment box.